You know, this morning we hear a rather uncomfortable parable from our Lord about angels and the devil and the end of the age. And it's one of those stories that will make us squirm. And it is no wonder that this is another parable that Jesus our Lord had to explain to his disciples. Now, I'm certainly not going to quibble with Jesus about his interpretation, and I certainly do not want us to get lost in debates of the existence of angels and the devils and the things that are frighteningly unseen. Because I really don't want us to lose sight of the truth that we can see, the truth that we do know that impacts our role in this garden story. I'm talking about the truth that the children of God are called to live side by side with evil around us. And I think the way that I want to come at this is by speaking about my work here, which is really our work here in Dallas. Now this summer, it has been an absolutely wonderful time for me when I've had chance to spend time with our youth and going and doing outreach in Bolivia at Amistad, but also locally at Austin Street Center and next at North Dallas Shared Ministries. And uh, together, we have been blessed to get to know some of the people with whom we spent time. We got to know their stories. This past week at Austin Street, I met a little granny she was tiny, about that big. She was in a wheelchair, and she was definitely elderly. She was a grandmother. And she was at Austin Street because her children were abusing her while they were living on her check. And so she was pulled out of the home and is sitting at Austin Street waiting for a safe place to live. Now, I cannot tell you how many times I have heard that story throughout the country, not only in Dallas. I also heard about children while we were at Foster Elementary School doing our day camp. I heard about children who live in one-bedroom apartments with 12, 13, 14, 15 other people, all in that place lots of times that are substandard housing. And then I also heard about women and children who suffer abuse, physical, emotional trauma, because they are unable to report what is going on because some of the people they live with are undocumented individuals. Now, in the midst of all this, I was invited to a conference last week at Harvard University where I met the team from the highly successful Harlem Children's Zone. And I was there as part of the strategic planning team for Bachman Lake Together. And some of our other Dallas collaborators were there as well. We learned about Harlem Children's Zone, their approach of cradle to career initiatives and the great work they have accomplished in Harlem in moving children from lives of poverty to middle class 
We learned about specific strategies that work. And we also learned about data that we can use to focus the work. We have data that we can pinpoint not only neighborhoods, but specific blocks where the income and the education and the crime rates are places where we can focus our efforts as we try to work on this tremendously complex issue. The data shows that it makes all the difference in the world where you are born. It, it shows exactly, or predicts, in very um, evidence-based ways what your opportunities will be for education, what your opportunities will be for income, what your um, health care opportunities will be, and what your life expectancy will be. And in all of these cases, we saw how incredibly hard it is to survive in poverty. And after generations of existence of poverty in families and neighborhoods, there is often very little hope that things will change. The problems are too deep and far too complex for the average individual who lives there to overcome. And it's not just about education and income, uh, income opportunities that are missing. Communities of poverty are the places where families feel unsafe. It's where drug dealers prey on children and the disabled. It's where violence, including gun violence, is a very real threat. These are the places where weeds grow. We hope that the police and the public education system will somehow fix this problem, but they have not been able to make substantial headway over the last few decades. Because if we're honest, evil and darkness and misery continues to live and fester in these neighborhoods where our friends live. Now, we know some of what can help. We at St. Michael have been part of this effort since the time we joined forces with St. Phillips, and then Jubilee, and now Bachman Lake together, and Foster Elementary School. Their good work is why they are now part of a coalition that is leading the citywide vision along with something called the Child Poverty Action Lab, Lab and Commit Partnership. But this work of this collaboration is just a drop in the bucket. Now, I tell people all the time, I had the absolute best job in the whole world. I am blessed to be a priest here on Sundays. But during the week, I get to think about these things and work on these things as my role as the Associate of Mission and Outreach at St. Michael. I am here to create opportunities for you to serve alongside our ministry partners in Dallas. But my role also includes working with our foundation and you and the community in collaborations to dream about and to address solving poverty in some of our neighborhoods, to work on systemic change. 
You know, we may very well be the ones to whom Jesus pleads. If you have ears, listen. We are in the position of power in comparison to the vast majority of the world. And certainly as it pertains to a large percentage of our neighbors here in Dallas. We are on the edge, therefore, of a great opportunity through the Horizon Fund and the All Angels Foundation and St. Michael's Mission and Outreach. We have the resources, the brain power, the ability to collaborate strategically, the time and the talent needed to make great strides in ending poverty in communities in Dallas. We know some great things that work, evidence-based approaches that have been proven over the last couple of decades. And we will need to be creative in rounding out the strategy because it will take more than basic aid, food, clothing, gifts, and housing while we work on the systemic changes. It will take a combination of tutoring, mentoring, publicly, public safety um, initiatives, the creation of safe neighborhoods, better housing, preventive health care, preventive mental health care. And it will take long-term relationships with individual children and families, creating individual plans to empower them to grow and to thrive. Now, I know that a lot of you are business people and y'all are funders. And I can see you thinking, this is going to be incredibly expensive. And you're right. But I hope you also see that the potential to create jobs and opportunities for those who join our work and then others who benefit from it can help move the needle. Because our goal should be more than just helping our impoverished neighbors to survive. The end of the goal of this work is to create a vibrant middle class out of those who are destined to remain in poverty for generations. These lofty goals, and I know they are, take creativity, courage, intentionality, and considerable, consistent time and effort. But these are the goals of our God that we, the people of faith, care for his world and for his people. It will take community collaboration and there will be plenty of spaces and places to serve. In the image of the garden, <laughs> if I had to feed myself and my family on what I could grow in my little gardens, we would starve. But when we work together, we can create an abundant harvest of infinite variety with God all along, inspiring us, strengthening us, encouraging us, and providing the growth. And as gardeners know, when good, healthy plants grow, they can even edge out those weeds, leaving them to die in their shade or pushing them out 
of the space for abundant growth. So, are you a weed yourself? I hope not. If so, as quickly as you can, please get into a conversation with our Lord. But the harder question for many, are you in some way helping the weeds in our particular garden to grow? Are you making evil possible? Are you contributing to the problem by your words or your actions or your inactions? This is tough stuff, but our Lord was clear. We cannot ignore or gloss over the parables that what we do on this side of heaven matters. Our choices, our priorities, and how we live our Christian life of faith matters. These are some of the parables and the lessons that made our Lord unpopular with the leaders, potential followers, and so many others in his world. But he intends to sort the wheat from the weeds. Thankfully, this is not our job. It is his. We don't have to figure out who is who. We are called instead to aid his in his mission of empowering and healing our world. We have had a clear call by God throughout the history of our faith to care for the widows, the orphans, the poor, the sick, the needy. Those people who are so often unseen in our world. As disciples of Christ, that is our calling in the villages where we have been placed by God. And Dallas is the place. This is where we have been called to live and act. And its people are the ones we have been called to serve. This is our garden. This is where we have been placed. This is where we have been called to add to the abundance of eternity by word and deed. Amen.